Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. May the grace, mercy, and peace of God our Father empower us through the Holy Spirit to be a light bearer of Christ to the world. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Certainly we all love to sing those famous words, I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. But what is it that we see? We should see things differently as Christians. We should see things from God's perspective. I want you to think for a moment this morning on how Jesus must have seen the circumstances in our gospel text for today from John chapter 9. His eyes come across one of his precious children of great worth, described only to us as a man blind from birth. And immediately we see the distinction of how his disciples see this man and how Jesus sees this man. The disciples ask, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he's suffering from this blindness? And they were only doing what rational people do, right? Putting two and two together, trying to make sense of the world around them and coming to the logical conclusion of cause and effect. Sin A calls for punishment B. But really, they had no idea how truly blind they were. They had eyes to see, and yet they, they were the blind ones. And I wonder if Jesus thought back to the Garden of Eden when his creation first fell into sin. From that moment on, his creation walked in darkness, conceived in spiritual blindness, and suffered from sin, including its effects like being born with handicaps like blindness. He knit this man born blind in the womb of his mother, mourning the result of sin on his perfect creation. And seeing it for what it was, he answered his disciples that day, saying, only God can do something about sin. The works of God are displayed as God does what only he does. The blind see, the lame walk, the prisoners are freed, and the dead live. And the Pharisees, the Pharisees had eyes as well, yet they too were blind. They could not see that this man born blind who could now see was healed by the one who was promised in their holy scriptures and was doing exactly what God's word said he would do. Heal the blind, make the lame walk and raise the dead. God was doing what God alone does and what their law could never do which is save people from their sin. And yes, sometimes the effects of their sin. But their law now led them to see the speck in someone else's eye rather than the log in their own eyes. It turned their system of traditions into nothing better than the false gods fashioned from metal and wood that Isaiah warned us about in the Old Testament text. And it caused them to be so blind that they accused the Son of God, who is standing right in front of them in the the flesh, full of grace and truth, of being a sinner. By God's amazing grace, the man born blind is now the one who sees clearly. And he confesses his sin in faith, saying, One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. 
Lord, I believe. And he alone worshiped Jesus. Helen Keller, shortly before her 16th birthday, expressed her remarkable new insight for the real unseeing, for those who have eyes yet don't see. Her long years of physical blindness had given her a spiritual sight which enabled her to enjoy life in all of its fullness. And she said this, If the blind put their hand in God's, they find their way more surely than those who see but have no faith. And God expressed that truth through the prophet Isaiah, saying, And I will lead the blind in a way they do not know. In paths they have not known, I will guide them. So what is it that we see? As people who were once blind, conceived in sin and darkness, we are now children of light. We see that God has a purpose for our daily lives to guide us on the path that will cast a light into the darkness of this world. And as we look around, we see everyone in the same situation that we were once in. But now we recognize the hope for everyone that we now have. And when we see Christ, we lead others to see Christ as well. How do we see Christ? We see him and we know him as the light of the world. In him, we see our justification, our forgiveness, our righteousness, our life and salvation. In him, we hope because in him, we believe. By grace through faith, we see him where our eyes could never see him before. We see him embedded in the waters of holy baptism, where we are connected to him in his death and resurrection. We see him hidden in the bread and wine of a meal that he gives to us to strengthen our faith and give us the forgiveness of our sins. Our eyes are opened in his word, his living and authoritative word, his word that does what it says. The eyes of faith see and perceive the goodness of God in circumstances and people and words that would, to the eyes of this world, seem hopeless or impossible. Certainly it reminds us of Joseph in the Old Testament when he saw things for what they were before God. And he confessed that before his brothers in Genesis 50 verse 20 where he said, You meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Martin Luther, in his sometimes crass way, said this in his sermon on 1 Peter and the priesthood of all believers. He said, we live on earth only so that we should be a help to other people. Otherwise, it would be best if God would strangle us and let us die as soon as we were baptized and begun to believe. For this reason, however, he lets us live, that we may bring other people to faith as he has done for us. You know, as long as there's been sin in this world, there's been blaming, and especially blaming God. There has been questioning and and questioning God. Reason, logic, philosophy, they all blindly stab in the dark to come to a conclusion of why. Or to make sense of situations like when the doctor says cancer. Or when a drunk driver without a license and with 15 citations survives a crash but takes the life of a young child. Or why a tornado hits one house, but misses others. 
In situations like that, we ask, why did that happen? What did I do to deserve this? A lot of people are asking that these days as well with the coronavirus. Why is this happening? What did I do to deserve this? Where's the hope? Where's our comfort in the midst of these uncertain and unsettling times? Well, despite the presence of hunger and war and injustice in every generation, mankind has sought every rational explanation for this except sin. And why is that? It's because sin blinds. Sin is darkness. But thanks be to God, for this very reason, Jesus came into the world. Conceived, was conceived without sin to take on our flesh and blood and to take our place in suffering and temptation and pain. To be sin for us, to offer his life as a ransom to save ours. To die so that we might live, so that the lost might be found and those who were once in darkness and were conceived blind might now see. Brothers and sisters in Christ, that's your story. That's my story as well. The work of God is displayed in us. And now we are the ones who bring his light to the world. Every day we have a chance out in this world where we live and move and have our being to help others to see Christ. And we understand as we go out into the world, that our common ground with everyone around us is sin. And the only gracious answer to that problem is Jesus. Because he has lived the perfect life that we simply cannot live. He has died the atoning death on our behalf. And he has conquered death in the grave through his resurrection. And because of that, because of Christ and his life, death, and resurrection, everything has changed. And so as his people, we simply live by what we know. That we were blind, but now we see. We see life differently. And we live our lives as an offering of worship, casting the light of Christ wherever we go, in whatever different vocations we have, and wherever God calls us, we share his light to a world that desperately needs it, especially now. Many of you are probably familiar with the words, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory is mine. But did you know that those words are written by a lady named Fanny Crosby? And because of a medical mistake from the age of eight, she was blind. Now, she certainly could have asked those questions like, why me? What did I do to deserve this? And others could have asked, you know, who sinned that she'd have to suffer like that? But instead of asking those questions, she boldly confessed. She said these words, what a happy child I am, although I cannot see. I am resolved that in this world contented I will be. How many blessings I enjoy that other people don't. To weep and sigh because I'm blind, I cannot and I won't. Our lives in Christ point to something more. 
And certainly we pray that the Lord would help us to live our lives in such a way that someone that we know or care about or someone that we come into contact in the world today will be able to see Christ in us. And certainly as we have that as our prayer, we look for God's answer. And as God answers that prayer for each of us, God's grace will be shown, the cross of Christ will be lifted high, and the blind will say, now I see. Amen.